up, everybody? Back in the dungeon. We're back at my house in the basement, hanging out. Weather weather has has uh, blossomed in a way that we can go back outside. Well, but we're not. We're inside. But we were going to. It, it went where well, we didn't go outside because of the ski or no, because of the uh, weather. This rain, the snow, the cold. Now we're because there's mosquitoes. We got skeeters out there, and we don't, we don't, we don't like them. I got a bug guy coming this week. It's gonna be tomorrow or Friday. We'll get it figured out. We're not, but But if we can get all our neighbors to get, I know I need to get if 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 I can get the one, two, three neighbors. It seems like we can get a group discount or something. Hey, just come and spritz all the yards. Spritz. You were talking about. Growing up, or they would like they would fog fog the, the city. city, and we'd be out there playing in the mosquito fog. That's going to show up at some point. I I have never heard of that. Yeah, they'd have a truck. It was just like a like a Ford Ranger or something with this giant fogger on the back, and they'd make their rounds through different neighborhoods and just spray. I did not get in like the backyards though. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I I don't know the I don't science. Care. I don't really this. care about the mosquitoes in the street. I want them on my back porch. I mean, but if you're fogging that much, yeah, maybe. you got to be disrupting the the mosquito world ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what that. I don't know what those words mean. I don't either. But does it frighten you? Because you're about to be at the age, or you might be at the stage in your life, not age, the stage in your life, where like your oldest is in, is nine years old. Yeah. Does he come up with schoolwork, and you're like, I have no idea, buddy. So the problem that I'm having right now is he's in third grade. So we're talking talking multiplication, yeah, division, okay, nothing okay, crazy okay. yet. He's doing a little bit of algebra-ish type Ooh, stuff. Wow. I mean, you know, just very early stuff. My problem is but I can that, absolutely. That, that early stuff is late stuff for me. Well, there you go. <laughs> I can absolutely tell him how to get the right answer. But now the. They have a very different way of doing math that I'm having to kind of learn along with them. Do they have classes? I heard of some like places having like, Hey, <laughs> parent classes. Yes. Like, Hey, we're going to show you real fast. Like, here's how we do this math. Here's how here's so you can help your kids out. Uh, they may do that. And that would be very helpful for me, <laughs> uh, but I've not yet per- partaken of one of those, but yeah, but he, you know, he's got homework every day. As and, he should. And, at nine years old, it's already a struggle to get him to come in and do his homework before he goes and plays or whatever, you know? So we're already. Well, that is one of my fears. <laughs> I'm not the brightest in the world. I'm bright in other areas. I think you're smart. Schooling is not it. Uh, English as well. <laughs> uh, and also the Englishes. Yes. All, all, all of them I'm not great at. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid Jason come home in kindergarten and be like, I don't know what a polygon is, man. <laughs> well, I do, I guess, because of Jan's span. Respect. You got to respect it. Respect that polygon. But and I got a I got a big, big thing on my side, and Miss Katie is the grammar queen. Oh, so that's, Mary Beth is pretty good at it as well. She can she can handle the Mary Beth the English language well. arts. We we have to send out in our jobs. We have to send out emails. Yes, lots of them. To 800 people. Mm, those are fun. Uh, to the church-wide. Yes. And uh, if it's really big in like a separate email, 
I make sure it does the rounds in the <laughs> yeah, office to at least two too. or three people. Me too. Right? Or if we do a handout. Yeah. Hey. Now, when it goes to just my parents, sometimes I'm like, like our teens. Send it. If it's just, I say parents, like our teen parents. Yeah. I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And Mary Beth will read it and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you do? I'm like, uh, okay. I can't blame anybody. It, it stops with me. I'm the one that hits end. Hi. Or even if Bethany hits in, I, I still told her to. Yeah. It's like I, I I need to read, and it's all my mistakes. Hey. But Grace, anyways, Grace covers it. Grace yeah. covers those typos. And then I'm also like, sweetheart, we have like a twelve percent read rate, so <laughs> yeah, open rate. No, so it's don't like, don't stress about no it. No one really much. read it. <laughs> Email fatigue is real. Yes, especially from a church for some reason. Do you know how I could tell that I have email fatigue? How much? Is that right now on my phone? I have like. 30 unanswered emails. I used to not be like that. Neither I'm like that too. I was every, every like two hours. I'm like, delete, delete, read, star, reply, yeah. whatever folder I got to put it in. Now it's like, I got about 30. I haven't read yet. And it's more spam. I think mm. spam emails now since we've Garbage. been in quarantine. Yes. I used to spend like a lunch break. Unsubscribing. Unsubscribing. Yeah. I, uh, my problem right now is I have four email addresses that are all like legit ish that I need to be checking. I have my personal, which is the one that I've had since like my junior year of college. Um, then I have my business email, I have my church work email, and then I have student email oh, for now, school. Yeah. Now you have a Lipscomb one. So three of those get checked and worked through diligently church uh my business and school but that that personal i'll have 200 300 emails and it's like 90 percent spam so my personal one yahoo.com yeah yahoo one take it back that i've had for a while come on it 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 used to be church yahoo church personal yeah and then over now, I've had this church one now for going on eight years, nine years. Has it overtaken? Yes. And I don't know the last time because then on my cell phone, mm -hmm. I took away the mail app. Oh. Now I use the Gmail app, which is what our church uses in the Tell me why you did that because I, I still use the because mail. Because I app. hated ding, 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 ding. And then it's, and like sometimes it wouldn't sync up with my Gmail. Ah. So on my computer, so it's like, you have 15 on red. I'm like, no, I just went through all I those. I just read those. Yeah. And so I took it away. And even on my computer now, I don't use the mail app on my computer either. I, I go to gmail.com. I should probably do that. Uh, it just makes it. Uh, for, and, Plus, and, I don't like the mail interface System. yeah like attaching so I, files I is real it. weird but there i may have gotten super important emails in the past year and a half two yeah. years to my yahoo but my life is still okay it's fine the biggest thing is like i have purchased this house yes with my new email system so you're good so all of my mortgage, electric yeah, mortgage all, all this stuff. stuff so i'm like my house isn't going to be gone. You know what, man? So I think I'm okay. We're not so far removed. If somebody really needs something from me, they're going to call you. And if you call me, you better leave a voicemail. I'm telling I'm probably you. not going to answer. I'm the same way. Is that bad? No. Folks out no. there, if you call me, leave I'm going to let you leave me a voicemail, and I will call you back. I, I that uh, Basically, that day. Like yeah. I promise you. Yeah. And if I read it, that part, and it dings, and I can look at it, and it says... Hey, this is so-and-so. Please call me. I'll be like, oh, I need to call that person back. There you go. Leave a voicemail. Yeah. 
Because when I call people and they don't call me back, I, I'm like, I don't leave a voicemail. Yeah. It's not, it's not that important. Right. But if it is, I'm leaving a voicemail and I'm texting. If you're calling my cell phone, you should already text me. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty direct with people too. Like if somebody calls me, doesn't leave a message, and then they give me grief about not calling them back, and I was like, oh, I assumed you didn't need anything. You didn't leave a message. Or you didn't text me. Yeah. You didn't call from a landline. I promise you that much. Yeah. So text me. Yeah. But what if they did call from a landline? I got a phone call. You guys are just hearing us. We're just we're just chatting tonight. This is real random. I got a call from to my office phone today. I never. I don't. I never get calls on my office. Phone. <laughs> so I got a call to my office phone. I don't know how it came to me. <laughs> it was an outside person from UAB asking about our hospital apartments. Oh wow! Our church owns some hospital apartments. Yeah. It's a social worker asking about it and they got your extension i'm wa- i i said let me put you on hold i don't know how to do that so i just set it down <laughs> <laughs> i run over to jennifer i'm like jennifer i got some on the phone she just sent them to me i go i don't know how she had to come to my office <laughs> with a pen and paper and sit down and talk to them i was like i don't know how to send Sorry. it to you. i don't know how to use these phones yeah so i came on staff like a month after we got the new phones and nobody showed me how to use it I no mean, one I'm showed not, me how to use it. I think I'm I was not, out of town. I'm not stupid. Like I'm relatively a smart person. I can't. I don't. I don't really know how the phone works. And also, people can't hear me when I do use it. Yeah, that's that's a weird. Have setup. you noticed in our uh, preacher Brett's office? He's gonna listen to this and he's gonna he's gonna be like, <laughs> quit. Why are y'all talking? Why about are y'all this? talking about me? <laughs> His have all the lights on. Oh, because he had problems for a while ago, and I think now he's just like I'm not telling anybody. That I can problems with my phone. <laughs> because I think they tried a long time to fix something. Yeah. But it used to work. And it may work. I may be totally 100% wrong. But from my office, I could see his phone. And it, it's like a tree of his lights. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that means it's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I don't think he's telling anybody. Hey, man. We're, we're living in a different world now. We all have cell phones. My, our cell phones are on the church website. <laughs> just like if just, you, anyone out here wants to text just, us, just, just text me, text call us. me. I promise, I'm I'm here to help. Wednesday at uh, Wednesday at eleven o'clock. If you guys text us, we'll be <laughs> recording this podcast. Do it. Eleven o'clock a.m. Probably a- next a. week. A.m. Probably. Hopefully, we're not now. It is nine thirty p.m. Yes. But all right. Anyways, guys, we've been wow. rambling. Wow. We've been over here rambling, 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 <laughs> random rambling. Uh, we have no new updates, Nothing. no new emails, Nothing. no new stuff like that. We got a sweet message from Miss Lee Taylor. Yes. Uh, just sent us a text. She really enjoyed last week's episode. It was one of those ones that we were like, hey, it was a good episode. And we just go about it, but she yeah. really liked it. And so we yeah. are glad that people, that's what we're doing. If someone gets a hold of it and loves it. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, I, I don't have enough experience, but I've heard Brett mention this before. He's like, he'll get up and preach a sermon, and he's like, well, that wasn't great. And somebody will tell him how much it meant to him. It's like, man, you can't, there's, there's nothing we can do to make this good or bad. It's like God, God's doing something. Open hearts, yeah. open minds. And I think there's also a way for it to kind of humble people. Yeah. Because there are times, I mean, I, over the past 12, 13 years of doing ministry, I, I've preached, a, I mean, not as much as a preacher has. Yeah. But here at Homewood, four or five times a year for the past eight years, like that'll add up. Forty times, yeah, right. Wow, geez. So, <laughs> I mean, 30, 40 times maybe in the past few years, um, and that's just here. I've done camps and retreats and mm-hmm. where I go to other churches and stuff. But especially here, when I do it, there'll be times where I come away, or even the night before, and I'm like, Mary Beth, 
I, I'm really proud of this sermon. Yeah. I, I think that, like, like I'm, I'm going to enjoy doing it Uh huh. and it's fun for me. And like I, my notes are where they're at. I think I have funny things. I have serious things. I'm like, this is where I want the sermon to be. And I come away and people are like, oh, cool. <laughs> Great sermon, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, and not that I need like the validation, yeah. but I'm just like, I thought it was a good sermon, but I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't get email saying that it sucked. Yeah. And then I've done sermons where the night before I'm like, remember, Beth, I'm going to rip this up. This is the, like, why, <laughs> who, who lets me on stage? This is miserable. <laughs> and then I'll get those emails. Yeah. And it's like, God just like, Hey, let me take care of it. Yeah. Like it's a spirit working. It's him that you, you um, just do what I tell you to do. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know what word or phrase yeah. or sentence or, or the, like the random scripture that you want to just use. And people are like, I like that's, I needed to see that today. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like sweet. Yeah. I, I think this will come up a little bit in, in the topic this week, but it's like, we're not dealing with this organism. That's all this one thing. And everybody has the same mind and, and the same oh, life no. experience. It's like, we're dealing with, well, we talked last week, right? The many parts in one body, but yeah. it's many parts. It's, it's totally different. And, and one, it's a challenge to speak, something that's going to connect with everybody a hundred year old yeah and a 10 year old yeah yeah but but you but you just find like oh my goodness my mic is attacking me hello okay you you keep going fix it (laughs) um yeah and then having to and then you have people that are literally like neurosurgeons yeah and then there are people like me who I'm like, I don't know English, right? Like I'm not the smartest. And there's people that are 10 years old and hundred in life experience and that have lived different places and stuff. Yeah. And then trying to be like, my message is going to reach everybody. Yeah. And that's not the goal. The goal is to maybe set a, just set the groundwork for the spirit and for yeah. God to move in that. Yeah. And, and cause not every illustration is going to be, you know, people, weeping like this is uh, the greatest thing yeah. ever or people standing up look at that it's no if that makes a few people get it then so will this one and so will that verse yeah. and so will these things well you know and it all works in in connection too it's like there's this whole thing that happens and you know we'll talk about a sunday morning or whatever but yeah. like on a sunday morning you know there's prayer that's happening and there's worship that's happening and oh, then no a, don't use worship oh there's singing that's happening there you go uh and uh then a message and then communion and like different pieces of this are going to kind of interact with people differently. And I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how we got on that. Me either. It's the random talks. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, tonight or today, whenever you listen to this Thursday, uh, is tomorrow, what's tomorrow's date? The 30th, 29th, 28th? 30th, I think. So it'll be the 29th. Oh, tomorrow? Well, I don't know what today is. It's a 20 when you're listening to this folks, if you listen to this on Thursday when it came out, it's the 29th. There so, you go. There's a 29th. Um April 29th. Mm-hmm. I don't know what episode this is. 37? Yeah. I think it's 37. I think that's right. Um last 3 episodes was a mini series. Yeah. And if you gathered it was all Romans 12. We didn't call it Romans 12. Mm-hmm. We thought that would push people away. So we're not going to call this one a mini series on <laughs> Ephesians uh, three. three. 
Because it probably won't. It'll probably just be a one off. Yeah. Um, but but we ask people, hey, send us a chapter of the Bible that you really like, that you really kind of gravitate to, that a lot of teaching or just whatever it may be. Um, uh, uh, we we got zero. <laughs> uh, so I personally reached out uh, to my father-in-law, um, Johnny Markham, shout out. Reached out and said, hey, what's a few chapters? And he gave me like three or four. He was nice. just like, boom, 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 boom. And so... He's been um, doing this a long time. He, he's been doing ministry for a very long time, and we need to we need to have him here. I think he'd be a great guest. We need to ha- we need to have him on there, Johnny. Next time you guys come down, for whatever reason, yeah, we'll have you um, on on the pod. We talk about family ministry, parenting. That's talk about being a, a veteran of full time ministry. I mean, just what that's been like. He'll he'll just shut down if we try talking about like. <laughs> <laughs> ministry he'll be like i don't i don't want to throw anyone under the bus <laughs> but we, we talk about family so he'll be all he'll be all good but anyways i asked him he gave psalm 23 yeah just great um but i stuck to ephesians 3 okay it was one of the ones that he gave um again written by paul good old paul y'all the new testament uh a book is probably by paul mm-hmm. um and so he wrote this while he was in prison at Rome. So he wrote it to the church of Ephesus. Yes. At about 60, 61 AD. Mm-hmm. So Jesus died around 30, 33, 35 AD-ish. Um, he wrote this 60 years. Or he wrote this 30 years after that. Right. Um, 60 AD, 61 AD. And so, uh, he, but he is in prison in Rome. And so uh, uh, in the book's that are in the letters that that Paul has written. These are called the prison epistles, right? Which are, can you can you tell me a few of this? Colossians, Colossians, Philemon, Philemon, Ephesians, Ephesians, Philippians, Philippians, right? Ones that he wrote when he was in prison. Yes, and so um, he wrote this. So what what an interesting context in which to like be writing and encouraging people <laughs> right like it, yeah it, it 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 should put the reader in a certain mindset i think absolutely to know that the person who's writing these things is writing literally in a space of persecution yeah you know but really doesn't consider that well if you read any of paul you know he does he's like great cool i just think you know, I, I'll go ahead and, and, and be real here for a second on the podcast. Uh, I talk a lot about, and this has come up over and over again in this podcast, you can't let external circumstances dictate your happiness, right? You've got to find that source of joy and peace, kind of regardless of what you got going on. I've had a rough couple weeks, yeah, uh, the Richardson family. Uh, we won't go into to all that, but just some financial stuff going on, you know, just kind of some yeah. random things that have happened out of nowhere, stuff going on with our house. And so I've had the opportunity to practice what I've been preaching <laughs> on this podcast yeah. and not let those external circumstances dictate who and what I am, right? But I think it's really common for us to say, I just can't, I can't 
I can't get involved right now because, you know, we're moving, you know, we're getting a new house or, oh, well, I've got this going on with my kids, so I can't really. Paul's in jail. <laughs> and this it and this isn't like American nice three meals a day kind of jail. Like some of these situations could have been really rough. You know, yeah. there's some really interesting stuff about the conditions that he might have been writing these in. Um, and to know that if he didn't use that as an excuse to kind of put a pause on his ministry, but continued to encourage and minister to these churches in any circumstance, uh, I think can speak to us for sure. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, as a little encouragement for uh, as of somebody who sees you every day for not doing this, we're at work, we're not at work, our kids are playing t-ball together, we have a game tomorrow night. Or we're just or, here. Or if you're listening to this tonight, you've been at my house for like five hours, <laughs> f- three or four hours today. Yeah. We moved Taco Tuesday to Taco Wednesday. Indeed. Uh you have not shown that. Well, good. I mean, I know what's going on <laughs> just because you live close. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen you and been like, something's up with that guy. Yeah. So you are trying to live like, don't let the outside try to be in um, a better mindset of knowing like it's all in God's hands. It's yep. all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Um, it may stink right now. Yeah. But it's all going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so you've done a good job on that. I mean, well, I appreciate that. that. Hey, and the squirrel's out. Indeed. We got it. We're sealed up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a squirrel in their house. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, and have that. So, all right. So we look at Ephesians 3, Ephesians in general. Paul is writing this in prison in Rome to uh, the church of Ephesus. Um, and Ephesus kind of was a hub, right? So there's a deal that we think we learned in Acts of... Um, this is a really kind of cool story of Ephesus was the home uh, idol to the Greek god. Goddess. Goddess. Artemis. Might be. <laughs> Artemis. But Artemis sounds like a dude's name. Does it really? Man, Art, man, why don't you go out there and go see Artemis? He's going to fix it. <laughs> it just sounds like he does, a southern he name. He does like, great transmission work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Like, man, you got a flat tire, man. Why don't you go see Artemis? He'll get he'll, you a he'll deal. plug it. He'll be great. <laughs> he'll do it. Um, Artemis. And so uh, Ephesus was huge. And so yeah. Paul and the people he worked with and all of the Jesus followers in that area were, were really stirring up a lot of things right. in the church or in the town of Ephesus um, for Jesus. Mm. And that was kind of causing a stir. And there was a guy. Um, I should look at my notes. There was a guy. You, you remember the guy's name? I don't. Demetrius uh, or something like that. I think that. it's Demetrius. <laughs> Uh, Deuteronomus. Demetrius. Oh, nailed it. Uh, Demetrius used to make, say used to, he doesn't anymore. Uh, (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) uh, He used to make trinkets. He used to make little uh, idol things out of silver. That's how he made his money. To offer to the goddess Artemis. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, now my business is not doing so well. Right. Because people aren't worshiping Artemis, they're worshiping Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of like this riot yeah. that's uh, almost riot. There uh-huh. was a big ruckus, yeah. uproar, um, and uh, which I just found that very interesting of yeah. just like where they're at. Um, but Paul and them left after they still continued to work with the church, and they kind of settled things down. They pieced out. Anyway, he was in jail. 
wrote to Ephesians very much like Romans. So if uh-huh. you're looking at the bigger book, right, of Ephesians, um, and you may have more stuff on this, but if you're to look at this, a lot of the times he's writing to churches because there's a specific issue. Mm-hmm. But Ephesians, a lot like Romans, he doesn't do that. It's right. more of this holistic look at the book. Look at life in Christ, encouragement. You're, you're in practice and in faith. Yeah. And it's not, I'm here to fix this issue. It is, here's this whole, your whole life, mm. this whole journey in Christ. Yeah. Because of who you are, because of who he is, mm-hmm. not determines how you should be. Right. And that's kind of this bigger thing yep. uh, that Paul kind of talks about here. So we have this um, Ephesians 3. Again, if you guys want to turn to it, if you're driving, please don't. <laughs> um, we're going to chat a little bit here about uh, this topic here. And I'm sure I'm going to get notes from the father-in-law. John, if you want to send me notes on your favorite part. I literally just texted him and he just sent me this. He didn't say why. He just said, here you go. So I was happy. I like to, it. Yeah. Um, mine is broken up in two parts. Yours might be two. Uh, Ephesians 3, 1 through yeah. 13, and then 14 through 21. Yep. Same for me. Um, we're not going to read all of this, uh, but we're going to kind of hit some points. But it says, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by, by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my, if you've read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men and other generations at is as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ through the gospel. Mm. All right. So Paul kind of lays it out. Uh, Paul, I'm a prisoner. So he still says this. It's chapter three. This isn't the very beginning. Right. Like, but he says, like, hey, I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ on behalf of you Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So he's saying because of you Gentiles, because I'm preaching Mm -hmm. and teaching and telling everybody, everybody has life in Christ. Right. Um, Because back then, again, you had to look at the time frame, the context, the worldview of where he is at. It is um, either you're out there worshiping like Artemis (laughs) and other gods. (laughs) Yeah. Or it is, God, but in a Jewish uh, way of life, a Hebrew way of life. Right. Um, and looking at it that way. Hmm. Um, but Paul is saying, hey, you don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be Hebrew. You don't have to be of this. Christ came for every single person. So even hmm. you Gentiles, everybody. Yeah. And people did not like this. Yeah. Not what, Which is why he's in jail <laughs> writing this. Yeah. Uh, not to not to overgeneralize because I don't know if this is the case, you know, across the board, but, you know, sort of before this, your religious affiliation was really wrapped up in your culture, uh-huh. your immediate location, your, uh, your government. It was all kind of intertwined. And that sort of also included 
um, the way God was working in and through the Israelite people. Uh-huh. But then you get this mystery of Christ and Jesus comes on the scene, killed, resurrected, and boom, it's like this whole new kingdom breaks out. And this new kingdom is no respecter of geography or mm-hmm. political power yeah. or culture. It's Christ is for or heritage. All. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And as you pointed out, uh, when a new power comes up against existing power, there's going to be trouble. And uh, that's what we we see that over and over again in the Jesus story. And yeah. we still see that today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he tells, hey, on behalf of you, I am in jail. And, and, but, he's, but, but, but this isn't a, because of you guys, I'm stuck in jail. He's yeah. like, no, like this is worthy to be in jail of. Mm-hmm. Um, you are worthy to be in jail. So for like, as the Gentiles hearing this, it's like, man, this is a guy still going to bat for me. Yeah. He's still going to bat for everyone that isn't Jewish mm, <laughs> and that yeah. isn't the Israel. Like he is still going uh, to bat. Um, yeah. And pretty crazy too. It's like, this is Paul. We're talking about Paul was like the Jew of Jews. Um, and Hebrew of Hebrew, he, he, he was a, uh, a, a Pharisee. Yep. He persecuted, lived his life to the letter of the Jew, law, persecuted Christians is, yes. until he had his encounter with Jesus and his life was changed. But then God chose this guy, yes. not, not an Ephesian necessarily no. to preach to the Ephesians. He chose this man, Paul to go about and spread, uh, the message of Christ to all these different places. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, which, which I think gives Paul so much credibility in this. And I think gives Paul so much is cause he is like, look, you, I mean, and over and over again, like in his letters, he's like, you think you're bad? Look at my story. Yeah. Like if God can love me and show me grace mm. and show me mercy, he can for sure show you mercy. Right. And I bet you weren't doing what I was doing. Yeah. Um, because if you were to pick, and Jesus does this, if you were to pick your 12 disciples, it would not be the 12 that he picked. Yeah, for sure. All right. If you were to pick somebody, it probably not would be Paul. It'd be mm. somebody that, but um, that's from our worldview mm-hmm. of thinking that. Right. But God has a bigger view. Yeah. So Jesus, no, I want him to do it mm. because I know that he can do it. And I know that his certain circumstance, uh, um, helps him and, uh, uh, can be used to my glory in a different way. Right. Which he does the same thing to us. Mm-hmm. You might be like, Hey, God can't pick. No, he wants to use you because your certain circumstance and your certain skill or maybe can be used for his glory mm. in the only way that you can. Right. Um, and so, in that. So he talks and says, all right, assuming that you have heard the stewardship, you've heard what I've been doing about this mystery. So he talks over, over and over again about this mystery. And he says, Hey, I heard this mystery from a revelation. I had it, um, from God. This wasn't from me. I had it from him. Uh, there's also, there's talks of this, like in Isaiah as well, mm-hmm. of like this revelation, this mystery. Um, it was not made known to son. So your ancestors didn't know fully about it, but I do. And he's like, and here it is. <laughs> like he immediately in verse six was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to tell you what this mystery is, uh, is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Hmm. So he just jumps out and says, yeah. this mystery is this, hmm. that we all 
um, had this opportunity to fully live and forever live with God. Right. No matter of your heritage, mm-hmm. no matter uh, if your parents did or your grandparents did, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You had this opportunity and it's for everybody. Yeah. The, the, uh, I love the use of the word mystery here. Um, because this whole idea is crazy. It still is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really beautiful. You know, God was working this story out through, through Abraham and Forever. Isaac and Jacob. And through this one people, God had this connection with this one people. And even though there's these clues all throughout the Old Testament text where he's saying, one day I'm going to draw all people to myself. Uh-huh. It seems like people kind of forgot that. <laughs> and by the time Jesus comes around and he starts preaching this, this new message and, and, and Paul takes up this new message, there's pressure there. There's there's the the Jewish people saying now wait a second we're God's people we're the we're this, the chosen people this is not something that's really open to everybody you got to be one of us if you want to be a part of it come be one of us and Paul's like the gates have been thrown wide open and and God is the one who revealed this mystery to me he tried to reveal it to you too but now we're living this out in a real way well and then the whole deal of come be a part of us was really come live by our specific set of rules. Right. And if you don't, then you're not following. If you don't, you'll be in trouble. If not, you're not going to be close to God. Right. And so a lot what Paul talks about in a lot of his writings is this fight between you don't have to eat this or not eat mm-hmm. this or circumcised or uncircumcised yeah. or all these rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it, it's crazy how they forgot the whole part where it's like, Hey, ev- this is for everybody. Yeah. Like one day this will be for every single person, mm-hmm. um, and it and it doesn't happen. So this mystery, mm-hmm. so this mystery here, um, is pretty simple. So like we're like, hey, this whole thing is about the mystery of God's, the mystery of the gospel revealed. Now for us, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, we can look at this and go, yeah, this isn't like groundbreaking, guys. Yeah, like, of course this is for everybody. We're Gentiles. So, we're Gentiles. We're so glad. This that, ain't no mystery to us. Yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like, we got it. Yeah. Um, but thinking about this bigger picture of mm. uh, uh, the mystery to them was this is for everybody. Yeah. And this would have been groundbreaking. And this would have been like, what? How can you say this? Um, okay. So we don't quite have that today. Mm. But I think that there are other mysteries. Yeah. Still. Um, that we still just like we can't how you said that you know god's people from generations you know to generations are like how are you not getting this yeah like god has secretly been telling you this message (laughs) and you're just not getting this yeah um is there a mystery today do we have another form of mystery not that we're rewriting scripture and not that we're trying to pull something out that's not there but we don't, we don't know everything that's in this book. Yeah, for sure. Like we still get to learn. And even though this chapter says the mystery of the gospel revealed, yeah. there's still other mysteries in this that we are still, I mean, you're in your grad work right now mm. and still trying to wrap our brains around. Right. How do we love and how do we, uh, um, 
respect and how do we live by this book every single day? Yeah. And I wonder when we get to heaven, yeah, <laughs> or I wonder whenever it may be that we have other mysteries revealed to us that kind of has this light bulb moment for us. Yeah. No, I definitely that's a random, that's a big, that's a crazy kind of question. Um, I, I, I definitely think, uh, that, that we still, uh, get, get, I'm going to say, get the opportunity to, uh, oh. live in some of that mystery. Uh, and one of the blessings of where my life is right now is that I have learned to embrace the, the mysteries mystery? of God and embrace the, I don't know of life in Christ. And that's hard for a lot of people, man. It is. And it's hard to say as a minister, because you want to have answers for people for all their situations. But I think a lot of the times... And hey, if you... you, And I'll just say, not that I'm like an elder (laughs) minister, uh, uh, but I've been doing it full-time for 13 years. And you guys, some other people are doing it for a long time. When you get to that point where you're like, "I, I don't know. Yeah. There's so much freedom in that. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like, man, I don't know what I said. Like, no, well, let's work together to find this. Yeah. But like, I think there's twofold. One, you can be like, I, I don't know the answer. I'll have to do some research and go find it. Right. Because I just forgot where this was in the Bible sure. or I don't know the date or time or whatever it may be. Um, but it can be like a bigger, deeper question. Mm-hmm. You could ask that by a lot of people, especially teens. Yeah. They'll come with some questions and you're like, what the... Oh, that's a good question, man. And <laughs> and there's times you'd be like, you know what? I, I don't know. And we may never know right now, Yeah. but we're going to try to find out if not, it's okay. So the quicker you can get <laughs> to being like, it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. Cause you, when you're not perfect, you don't know everything. Sure. And you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, sorry. I, I, that I, was like a side little tangent by me. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm becoming more comfortable and, and and embracing and and marveling at the mysteries of God, uh, but one that I think is is particularly interesting and and is a mystery to me uh, right now is the diversity of the kingdom of God. In that, you know, we're all doing this church thing in local communities yeah. in these local contexts and. Often we kind of run around thinking that we got this God thing figured out, (laughs) you know, but we have our own expression of worship and faith and, and life in Christ. But what we're experiencing is just a percent of a percent of what people all around the world who are also following Jesus are experiencing and what their expression of worship looks like. And I think it's a beautiful mystery how we could all be so different and we could study these same texts and come up with different conclusions, but all be faithfully following Jesus in our own way. And I think that that's really exciting and uh, beautiful. Well, and it's especially, I mean, so I guess we get a little bit, and that was... Very well put. Uh, uh, so you think back then they had like, you're worshiping you know, like Artemis and you're worshiping all these other yeah. you know, goddesses. And then it's like, or you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. And you're, it's kind of this, but even now when you kind of 2000 mm. some odd years later, you have this, 
well, we're Church of Christ. Right. We that, are Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. We are United Methodist. Mm-hmm. We are AMC. We are Presbyterian, Presbyterian, Anglican, Catholic, on and on. You can just go. I mean, there are so many different. Yeah. And, and so all under the banner of Christian. Right. But back then they didn't have that. It was you're following Jesus and that's it. Yeah. Or you're following or, or you know. And so at some point. You, your grandparents, somebody, and then even further back have said, like, no, we have this right. Yeah. Right. And that's almost kind of what COC kind of COC, Church of Christ, listen to this. <laughs> Church of Christ have really kind of done is like we're stripping back all of this, getting away from all of this um higher church type. Right. And we're going, what what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. And our kind of heritage is really big on like we're going to speak where the Bible speak. We're going to be silent where it's silent. And hey, we know what it says, and we're doing what it says. Right. And if you don't do what it says, then you don't have it right. That's a kind of flaw. Not that every church really believes this. I'd say way back when, mm-hmm. that was a form that was kind of an area of the Church of Christ right. that got us a bad rap, really. Yeah. Of thinking we're the only ones, <laughs> you know, they're going to heaven. Of right. Like, well, we're doing it right. So, right. um, but everyone thinks that they're doing it mm. right, and they think they haven't. Right. There has to be some, or in the big key, or the big key that we talk about all the time is, there has to be some humility in this. Mm, absolutely. To say, I don't know. Yeah. Here, what I believe is, what we have in Scripture is, God as He has chosen to reveal Himself. And that's beautiful. And we can spend our entire lives and people spend their entire lives trying to know this God as revealed in scripture. But I think what scripture itself teaches us is that God in his (laughs) inmost nature is unknowable by our human mind. He's infinite. He's way too big. There's no way we're ever going to fully grasp who God is because he's too big. Yeah, and so there's got to be a, a a humbleness in in approaching theology and religion to say, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to listen to you, God, yes. and and try to go where you're leading me. But I know that I I'm flawed. You're not flawed. So I'm going to get this wrong. Yeah, and and to look and and to be humble enough to to know. And to, and to think and to know like me reaching cause you, cause like our ultimate goal is to be with him in heaven mm. and to love him forever. You know, you know, sing praises to him every day. Yeah. That's our, that's our goal is live eternally with him. And for that, we think we have to do things right and wrong. And, and we have to know that we have already screwed up so much Yeah, where we should be written off. Mm. But because of his love, because of his mercy, because of his grace, because of his son's sacrifice, we get that chance. So we should be already humble enough to know nothing I'm doing. Yeah. It's all him. And so we should also take that when we are leading a church, when we're trying to live our family the right way and our church right way of being like, we're going to get this wrong. Yeah. But his grace is sufficient. Yeah, absolutely. His love is sufficient to know that our heart's in the right place of like, we're just trying to do the best we can. Yeah. 
And it may look different than the church. If you're in the South, 0.2 miles on the road, yeah. then 0.2 miles down the road, yeah. then 0.2 miles down the road. Um, just to be like, Hey, like good for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> good for us. Hey, even the, the reality is even within our local church, the six, seven, 800 people that are a part of our local church, there's a diversity of oh. opinion on a variety of issues. Yeah. We have found out. Like, so I we mean, can't even agree how are we going <laughs> to, you know, but I think, I think they're, there is this beautiful, uniting, unifying element, and that's Jesus. It's it's the confession that Jesus is Lord, yeah, and and that's yes. what ties us together. And and uh, one he of my, is that thread. That's that's throughout. The, that's the glue. That's yeah, that's what's yeah, holding all this yeah. together. And that's where we can find unity with people mm. who may have some different theological ideas than we do or some different practices or whatever. It's like, it's Jesus. And uh, w- one of my professors, uh, I think, put it really beautiful. Like this this life that we're living, this journey that we're on is an eternal journey into the heart of God. And the deeper you get into that journey, the more your life is going to, reflect the nature and the character of that God. And man, the essence of that is love. Mm -hmm. It's a deeper love for God. It's a deeper love for people. And the farther you go on that journey, the deeper that love becomes. And I think that that's something that we can all, that, that, that transcends doctrinal differences. Oh, absolutely. You know? And one thing I got is this idea I tried to finish your sentence, like just in my head, uh, you said, you know, the deeper love for God and the deeper love for, and you said people. Mm -hmm. And in my head, my brain went to his people. Mm. And I said, no, yours is way better. (laughs) But we always say God and his people. Yeah. I think what we really mean is everybody. Mm. Because everyone is his people. Right. No matter where you're from, no matter where you live, no matter what religion you are, you are his people. Yeah. You are God's people. Uh, but I think we tend to use that as kind of a Christian language of, mm. well, his people. Well, if you love Christians, mm. if you love, and again, it is bigger. Mm-hmm. It is bigger than that. Yeah. Um, it is, he's the glue for all. So, anyways, that's a little side note again. I'm all big on side notes. Tonight. <laughs> But I just was going to finish it. And I thought, man, that's so much better to say just love for people um, in that. Yeah. So that's the mystery. Yeah. Or that's one mystery. That that's we, a mystery. There's lots of mysteries. There's but. lots. And I'm excited for like, and that whole mystery for some people that is daunting. Mm. And that is, I want to know plan A through Z. Mm. And a Christian life is, I got you A and then maybe uh, uh, uh an E through there and maybe a Q somewhere like, but we know what Z is. Right. We know what A is. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about this last week. We don't know everything in between it. And that, and that's fun. Yeah. And when I think about a mystery, I think the real definition of that is just kind of like the unknown. Sure. And so, um, you get to wake up every day and have this mystery and this unknown of where am I going to see God today? Mm. Where is he going to show up? How is he going to use me? Um, and if you don't go into that day with that mentality of, I want to see God today. I want to be used by God today. I want to serve him today. Um, 
I want to love him today. I want to see, I want to know him more today. Kind of have these things of like, there's going to be this fun. This, there's this unknown mystery of what today holds because of my life in Christ. Mm. But I don't think you're living it right. Yeah. But I think you're living just, okay, same old, same old church Sunday, this and that. Oh, there's something new coming up. I get to help out. But like <laughs> every day should be this adventure. Yeah. Uh, big or small. I mean, it could be a conversation with your child with your spouse. It could be something, it doesn't have to be a, we're going to Honduras tomorrow. <laughs> like, no, it could be something small. Yeah. Um, that just makes you know more about God. Yeah. You, you, I, I like the word adventure you use there. And we've talked a lot about this. Uh, you know, we're in a season of visioning yeah, uh, yeah. for our church and we just want to, we want to wake people up to the, the reality that they are a part of this incredible story that God is writing. Like they're a part of it. You're in the story. Absolutely. And the story is wild and exciting and compelling. And like you, you can live into that compelling story, but you got to wake up to it. You can, you, the enemy and the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. is going to lull you to sleep (laughs) and, and make you think that your life, is mundane. You got it all planned this isn't out. This is a lullaby story. Yeah, man. This is Indiana Jones level fun, excitement, thrilling. Um, it can be all those things with him. Yeah. But uh, you, you're exactly right. This can be from the evil one. No, just keep doing the same old, same old. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to see him today. He's not speaking to you. He doesn't want to use you. You have no talents for him. Yeah. You do you. Make yourself money. Make yourself great. Make And again, he just speaks in all those things. Mm. Um, but there's a cool adventure. Yeah. I think people look at us, you know, people that have gone into full-time ministry, and they're like, oh, well, God's using those people. I'm just a normal person. Like, no, our job is to kind of, tell you ways that you can get moving in the story, but like you're a part of the story too. Yeah. I mean, I tell our students this all the time. I'm like, you are a, uh, you are more of a missionary than me. Like you are in the most fertile missionary field at your school. Like you had the opportunity to talk to and be a part of, and to influence more people every day than I do. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, but you're the, I'm like, yeah, I'm the one that's supposed to just help you realize I'm that. Try, I'm trying to get you, you equipped. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's not my job to be the only one to be like, well, let me come to your school and teach your friends about Jesus. Mm. You go to your school, you have way more impact than I do. And so, um, yeah, this adventure. Um, all right. I want to wrap up. Do you have anything else? Okay. Let's wrap. Well, no, I want to wrap up with this one more question. All right. Because this is, this is, it kind of ties in. It's kind of just makes me think when you read this. So, okay. um, maybe next week we'll do Ephesians three. Part two. Part two. Uh, but if you go on a little bit, verse nine, 10. Um, um, okay. So let's just start. Let's just start to eight. To me though, to me though, I am the very least of all the saints. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone that is the plan of the 
What is the plan of the mystery hidden for all ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have the boldness and access and the confidence with the faith in him. Uh, so this idea, so that part right there in 10, uh, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Mm. That took me back for a second. Okay. So it's kind of mind blowing. So one, it's saying right here, that the church has a specific purpose. Mm. And um, I'm going to do some more research. I might bring this back in part two. And this may be like a cliffhanger for you guys. We may okay. you know, talk about it a little bit more next week. But when I read this, through the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, that seems to be a um, spiritual realm. Yes. Outside of what we have in the I heavenly it, places. When you read that, you're right on. That is a angel, fallen angel, spiritual being, spiritual beings area. And again, we have to be humble enough to know, like we we don't we don't know what all yeah. those are. <laughs> We're not given all that. Um, but but Paul says that the church is there. Hmm. The church has a purpose, and he's writing this to a church, that the church, um, I'm trying to get there, but about 10, the church manifold of wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in many places, that God is using us hmm. to witness to angels. Wow, yeah. That God is not using the saints in the or the angels to be witnesses to us, that hmm. he's also using us to witness to the angels. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Because we think of whenever we see angels in scripture, we see the chosen ones that come down and speak to us and mm. give revelation to us that speak to Joseph and speak to them at the tomb, speak in different places. Like we see these angels and go, Oh, they're the ones that come and bring the message and revelation to us humans here on earth. That's a select few of the heavenly realm. The multitude dwellers. Yeah. Uh, but that there seems to be, there like seems to be this path or this area of that. They're looking down on us seeing God and seeing his handiwork and seeing mm-hmm. him working that our job as a church and as people is to show God's glory and riches to them as well. Mm. Does that seem crazy to you or am I? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, I'm I, like, I have some thoughts. You because you're just me? sitting here looking at me and I'm like, dude, is this not bonkers? Oh yeah. No, it's wild. Okay. <laughs> It's wild. Um, I think. I think. Again, we might need to do some more research on this. But, yes, we need to. But but the way way this hits me is that God is all the things. So God is omniscient, omnipresent, all knowing, all powerful. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Scripture tells us the same is true of other no spiritual beings. Well, there's uh, also fallen angels, right? So, and so they're limited in their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you are. And they can also be corrupted. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine if you are some sort of spiritual being just watching what's going on on earth. Mm-hmm. And you know that humans are this certain way. And they group up together and they're territorial and they fight and they kill each other over the smallest, most insignificant yeah. things uh, racial tensions, money. All this stuff just tears people apart. 
But then God, through the church, and I think this is the big C church. Yeah, this yeah. isn't talking about just the church in Ephesus. No, this no, no, is no, talking no, no, about no. I think it's the, the, the church, the, the big church. The people God of God. Is, God has taken people in Ephesus and Col- Colossae and Philippi and Rome and Birmingham. Jerusalem and Birmingham yeah. and knitting them together into one body that blows their mind. It shouldn't yeah. happen. People aren't like that. That's what's crazy. It's like God did the impossible. Through Christ, he united humanity in a way that we could never bring ourselves together. And that, to me, is what my, my, my translation said, God's multifaceted wisdom. Ooh. It's this beautiful diversity of the kingdom of God that we can't, we can't be together like that. We hate each other in our nature. Yeah. I'm going to stick with people who are like me, who want what I want who do what I do and everybody else I'm going to be suspicious of and do whatever I can to put my people over their people. But God came and he rocked this whole paradigm. And he said, I'm creating one beautiful multifaceted body out of all these different cultures and people. And these spiritual beings are like, what? (laughs) Did you see what happened? How did you do that? And and I, that that's what that speaks to me. I would love to do some more research on that. But. Yeah, I, I, we can do some more, and we may come away with the same thing. When I took this, I even took it even more practical. And I know Paul says a church, and you say it's a big church, and I think that's all correct. But I even like to take it down to think, even on a personal level, mm-hmm. that your life can influence mm. a spiritual being to go, did you just see what happened? Yeah. Because just like what you just said, you know, on the church level, just take it to a personal level. Like we are territorial. We all, all things against us. We got to fight for this. We have too much pride, mm. and they know this. Right? They've watched us since they've, the beginning of. And they've man. watched us, and they are sitting there going, "We know how this story plays out." Yeah. And then when there's they, not going to be any surprises, they're going to destroy and each other. And then when it's like, did you see what he just did? Yeah. Wait a second. He didn't do that. <laughs> he did do this, and, and when we throw a curveball by not. By, if we go back to Romans 12, uh-huh. by being transformed uh-huh. and not conforming to We're this new world. People, a new creation. Being a new creation. They're like, oh, look, he's living out Romans 12. Yeah. Hey, did you see that? Almost kind of like a, uh, uh, hey, hey, you know. Plot you, twist. A plot twist. Hey, did, did you see episode 2021? <laughs> did you see that episode? That was yeah. a cool episode. Did you see what they did down here? Or we um, tried. We tried to. We tried to destroy them all in 2020. And did you see what happened? And did you see how the church is g- growing back, and just people are kind of getting back? Yeah. Um, so yeah. We, Episode 2020. I like. <laughs> so, so we're gonna do some more research on that part, and there is uh, 20 more verses, yeah. or 10 more, 11 more verses to hit um, in that. So we're gonna cover that next week, but. Love to hear your thoughts on the thoughts and opinions on Ephesians three. Um, yeah, we enjoy um, hearing from you guys, and uh, um, we hope that you enjoyed this and get something out of this. Um, let's see. Let's let's start a new thing. Okay, I've not talked to you about this. Let's see, start a new thing. I am starting a new thing. <laughs> let's, let's let's do a new thing. What what is um, a tweetable takeaway from this episode? Oh boy. So if you can wrap this episode in one tweet, what would it be? It's not might not be good. Embrace the mystery. Great. <laughs>
Done. That's also the name of this episode. There you go. Brace the mystery. Well, hey guys, subscribe, like, share, email, all of the things. Just do your stuff. Do it. And hey, if you want to, if you don't already have our cell phone, because a lot of you guys do, <laughs> if you don't and you want to do some deep dives on our website, you can probably find it and send us, not that creepy of a text, but if you want to send us a text saying, hey, I found it. <laughs> found you. Like a little Easter egg. Yeah, you can do that. Well, all right, guys and gals. Catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Peace.